Hey everyone, welcome to Industry Headlines. He's Kevin Kaufman, I'm Fred Weaver, and this is our look at what's happened in the real estate industry in the last week. What's, uh, what's, on, uh, what's on the stage for this week, Kevin? What do we got? We've well, got for, first of all, we have mute buttons working very well, just so we're clear. Uh, but we've got a couple things going on uh, this week for Industry Headlines. And uh, you know, full disclosure for those listening to the audio only and not watching on YouTube, uh, which is you know mostly everyone, we're recording this a little bit early earlier than we normally would. Uh, but hey, we're going to talk about some mortgage data for the first look at April 2020. As we know, so much has been going on. You and I have been covering that. Um, we're going to talk about home sales and uh, what, kind of, uh, what kind of numbers we saw in April. And then we're going to talk about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac uh, announcement that came out in the last couple of days around uh, requalifying in the future for the folks who are on forbearance plans currently. So got a full, full schedule for sure. Got it. Awesome, Kevin. Well, so Black Knight's data. Let me say this before I get into that. I think we need to fire our production manager for those that are listening on the podcast. So we'll have to talk about that later. But uh, anyway, uh, Black Knight's data. So Wait three a second, point, that's me. That's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're the guy that hit the mute button. Anyway, so Black Knight's data, 3.6 million homeowners, Kevin, are past due on their mortgages as of the end of April. It's actually the largest number we've seen since January 2015. And tell people, what, what exactly does this number, what, what's included in that number? Because I think we need to define that today. Yeah, okay. So because it's really easy to kind of read into that number, but let's talk about that. So the, that number, the 3.6 million homeowners who were past due or, if you will, didn't make a payment uh, for the month of April includes both homeowners that are past due on their mortgage payments who are not in forbearance. So just someone's regularly past due for whatever reason, as well as those in forbearance plans who did not make a pay mortgage payment in the month of April. Okay. So it's both, right? It's forbearance plus non-forbearance. Got it. So for those of you that are listening and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong on this, Kevin, but some people are going, wait, only 3.6 million. Like that's about six, 7%. That's lower than you've said the number of people in forbearance. Well, a couple things going on. We actually have people that a bank employee, maybe somebody called to check out what their options were. A bank employee gave them a forbearance and they didn't necessarily want one when they realized what the terms were. So they made their mortgage payment anyway, or they received a forbearance sometime in the month of April, but it might've been like starting in May, right? So like that, those numbers aren't going to show up. So for those that have been tuning in industry headlines, you're hearing different numbers and different percentages. There's a lot of moving pieces. So I just wanted to try to do my best to explain why there might be some discrepancies in some of the percentages. Yeah, it, let's also be clear though, we're recording this on at the end of May, it's May 22nd today when we're recording this, right? Yep. Um, this, these, we're talking about April numbers. So somebody could have made their April payment, then lost their job, then got forbearance. We would have talked about that yesterday or last week in the forbearance numbers, but they're not going to be delinquent for another, what, eight or nine days. So like that, there is a lot of things at play here. So let's talk about that though, because at 6.5, excuse me, 6.45%, which is the national delinquency rate, nearly doubled from March. And let's be clear, doubling is big. That's the largest single month increase ever recorded and nearly, get this, nearly three times higher than the previous single month record from late 2008. We all know what's going on in 2008. Well, it's just the sign of like, this all happened at once. If you feel like the world got turned upside yeah. down on the last 90 days, it, it did. did. 
I mean, yeah. that's really what's going on here. So let's jump in. Let's talk a little bit about, so that's some mortgage data for April. Let's talk about some home sale data for April, right? So NAR says that the median price was actually boosted 7.4% in April of 2020 versus April of 2019. However, existing home sales plunged 17.8% from March also the biggest drop since July of 2010. Big numbers. I mean, big, big like, numbers, but I got to tell you, when you think about the number of delinquencies, you think about the number of states in lockdown, you think about the number of people that you would assume maybe aren't thinking about buying or selling a home. Some people outside of the real estate mortgage industry and some inside might have predicted a 50% sales plunge from March to April because of what's going on. So the fact that it only, and I use that term a little loosely, but I, I think it's fairly appropriately, went down 17.8%. I don't think that's all that unhealthy given what's going on. I think all things considered that we're pretty fortunate that it was only um 17.8 percent and here's here's the challenge i have for the listeners is I, i'd love for you to go check your market stats for the month of april versus 2020 versus april 2019 how many fewer home sales were you in is your market above or below that as an example here in phoenix we we saw a little bit bigger decrease if you will in the number of home sales but also similar to the national numbers we saw an increase in pricing still and so um, it's just interesting. I'm wondering what side you're on. It seems to me it's because there's a lot, of, a lot of areas in our country that have been more negatively impacted than others, right? And so yep. curious where you're at in your, uh, in, in your personal business as well as your market. I think it's worth taking a look at. One more stat and one more observation, Kevin. The sales in April 2020 were actually down 17.2% from April 2019. For those of you that were thinking, well, yeah, you just said 17.8% from March 2020, Fred. Oh, How sorry. does it compare year over yeah. year? It's, it's only down 17.2% year over year. So anyway, I want to share that. And then also, I think a stat that we need to consider, and this goes to both the Black Knight mortgage data as well as the real estate sales data, the coronavirus pandemic has put more than 39 million Americans into unemployment across all 50 U.S. states. So the fact that we've only seen 17% in you know, you know, sales activity drop year over year and month over month, and then we've only, only seen 6.45% delinquency of borrowers in or not in a forbearance, I think all things considered, like we're doing pretty well as a country. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, I think we got to celebrate. Like you said, let's be happy with where we're at. We're we're lucky uh, for now. And it also is like, hey guys, let's keep our eyes open, right? You and I talked about this, uh, oh, yeah. and we'll be talking about it again on a future podcast. Like we'll be uh, like, hey, there's gonna be some people that are hurting from this. Like when it's over, like for okay, wherever you're at, like right now, um, states are at different places as far as kind of like reopening it up and just overall how people are doing health-wise and hopefully you're all healthy and hopefully everyone, everyone around you is. But we, the thing we know is financially, a lot of people are impacted right now and we may not realize the impact of that yet for another six, seven, maybe even eight or nine months. Yeah. Um, and especially in the places that are more impacted where people are gonna have to stay home even longer uh, than like here in Arizona where we got to open up the last couple of weeks. Good point there. All right, Kevin, we'll end on a shorter note, but uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac came out with news on last week's industry headlines and they're back this week. 
they're going to allow borrowers who took a forbearance plan from their lender to still refinance their mortgage. A forbearance plan has been considered a loss mitigation option and has had a credit effect, whether a credit score effect or just a credit written report effect. Uh, and therefore, historically, this does not have been possible that you could do a refinance shortly after having a forbearance. But Fannie and Freddie have come out and said they're going to accept refinances. So I actually look at this as great news because it didn't say you yeah. had to have a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loan in forbearance to also receive a refi from Fannie or Freddie. Yep. I, I'm, I'm interpreting this, Kevin, as them saying that any of the, you know, six point whatever percent of yes. borrowers in the country uh, well, not necessarily, you know, that are in, I think it's 8% that are in forbearance right now, excuse me, uh, could go to Fannie and Freddie later this year and refinance their loan if they had enough equity and had the income and had the assets and everything else. So that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, especially with all of the talk of, you know, uh, sub 3% interest rates going into next year, we're probably going to hopefully, so, you know, a lot of folks will just get back on their feet financially, uh, who have been impacted by this, uh, have incomes return, and maybe then be able to refinance and take advantage of those super low interest rates, which have been projected out now uh, through 2021. So yep. um, Two details on that, Kevin, if you don't mind, just I think people are going to want to know this. Um, number one is that you have to, to, to refi with Fannie and Freddie, you're going to have to make payments uh, for three months after your forbearance. So you're still going to have to put up three months of payments, right, before you can do it. But if you're a homeowner that took a forbearance plan but continued making your payments, then there's going to be no waiting period. So you don't have that 90-day or three-month waiting period. So interesting stuff because there is a percentage of borrowers out there who have done that. They've taken the forbearance plan but not actually missed the payment. They've gone ahead and made it anyway. Yep. Pretty, uh, pretty good. Uh, pretty forward-thinking too. Not something we would have seen a decade ago. Uh, so excited, excited that, they're again, they're being helpful. Um, and hopefully that'll help minimize the impact because we know a lot of people are being impacted. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for joining us for Industry Headlines. We'll be back next week with a new sound engineer and production manager. Create yourself a great day. All right, y'all. See you later. I'll get a better co-host as well. Oh, hey, it's Kevin and Fred. Do you have a referral for us here in Phoenix? There are 30,000 agents here that you could send them to. Why us? Well, for one thing, we'll keep you updated and you'll never have to track down your commission. We'll also make you look really good to your clients. And best of all, it helps us keep all this content free. So go to kevinandfred.com slash referral to make the introduction. We'll take great care of them. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com slash contact and contact us today. Not ready to join our community? No problem. Continue enjoying all this great content on our podcast for free.